Hey, good morning, Metropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! What can I say? The camera loves me. Shall you begin? After you, Junior. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Logged It. This is number 56. We're talking uh, Oscar-winning songs. I don't believe we said original or anything. Like, there's only one song, right? Oscar-winning songs are inherently original songs. Well, I mean, there could be a cover, can't there? No, not a song cannot win an Oscar if it's not original. I don't know. No, I'm just fucking with you. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, this is gonna be fun. Uh, like I said, we're talking songs, so this could get wacky. Boatman will probably do this at one point. Uh, it's going to get fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, we got two people here and one okay guy. Uh, we got Jack Pinchuk. Welcome to the show. Guess which one you are. Uh, I'll bet any money that I'm the okay guy. And honestly, that's better than I thought I'd get. You're all right. You're all right, Jack. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, as always, we got Caleb Boatman. Boatman, how are you? I'm here. I I, I was going to say, I feel like I haven't been here in a while. And I'm like, wait, no, I was here last week. Yes, you were. It still, it, it feels like I haven't been here. Yeah, the weeks are moving either wildly slowly and somehow like really fast all at the same time like i feel like it's been a while since last week's episode but also like my week went by really quick it's weird uh we also got payson here payson haven't seen you in a bit how you doing doing great tim uh i'm excited for this topic Uh, we are out of the dog days of summer which i didn't actually know has a very specific window it's i think it's like july 3rd to august 11th so this should be fun yeah I, oh, I thought the dog days is just whenever Greg Halfley decides to go on vacation. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting. I was I was you, you can't. You can't. <laughs> That's on you. That's yeah. on you. I, I, I was kind of hoping for it. It's like if I mentioned JoJo's Big Adventure. I would expect you. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, you fake nerd. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, I may or may not have done that on <laughs> We're going to get into the show. We got, uh, like I said, we're going to do songs. Uh, Koho was supposed to be here, but he's busy, and now he can't be here. Uh, but even still, I'm still here with three Kingsmen who love the Oscars, and I'm just a man who loves the Oscars, and I'm, I'm very afraid. Uh, so uh, let's get into it. But first, before we get into all the Oscar song stuff, we're going to talk about what we do always at the beginning of the show. We're going to talk about our favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, Boatman, why don't you kick us off? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I had a pretty good week, so I had some choices. Um, but I I would say the one that I probably might have gone with if I didn't just talk about it with Mike Hanley on my video store show, Movies Are My Life, is Cinema Paradiso. So you want to hear me talk about that, go check that out. But uh, my other option that I really did uh, love this week is uh, something we've talked about on this show before. It's called I Married a Witch. Uh, This is a a Frederick March, uh, Veronica Lake comedy. 
I want to say Adelaide brought this up last time, or maybe it was Jack. I don't remember. But but anyway, uh, this is a very like silly type of screwball comedy. Uh, it, it's basically Veronica Lake is trying to get uh, Frederick March to fall in love with her so that she can break her break his heart because she's a witch. Yada yada yada. The comedy dynamics between the two of them are so funny. Frederick March is like very nervous and uh, Veronica Lake uh, gets a lot of good laughs. But just, I think the best jokes in this movie are like just kind of the random one-off jokes. Like the movie opens like back in like the 1600s with like the, the, the witches getting burned and they're like, and now we will take a break. And then a guy comes out and like, Maze, get your popped maze here, popped maze. <laughs> and that was like, I, at that moment, I was like, okay, this movie's going to rock. Uh, I have not seen this. Um, I know we talked about it on the show because it was marked as watched on the letterbox thing. And you guys said it, but I, I, I don't remember hearing about this. It might have been on an episode that I wasn't on. Um, but it sounds interesting, but again, classics aren't really my thing. Uh, but when it's comedy in classics, I'm more inclined to usually like it than not. So it's like, also 80 minutes. Like it's a bro. Oh, yeah. And it's on HBO max. Like you can watch this in like an afternoon. Awesome. Uh, Jack, have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it two or three times now after, uh, like since, uh alex showed me it and uh it's one of alex's favorite movies and honestly i get it because it's hilarious uh veronica lake gives an incredible comedic performance uh she's just so funny and charming in every scene uh i think my favorite scene it it goes back and forth uh for me between the wedding scene where uh they have to keep starting it over again and uh when Veronica Lake first shows up uh, in the Pilgrim Hotel, because uh, I both those scenes are like comedy gold for me. It, it, it's just such a fun, charming, short little movie, and yeah, gets a lot of laughs out of me every time. Payson, what about you? Yeah, I have not seen this, but both correct me if I'm wrong. This was the movie you said has a lot of like fall vibes to it. Is that correct? I mean, this has like Halloween vibes and fall okay. vibes. Yeah, this I, is, I don't know if I actually said that about this movie. Fair. Um, but I, I think I said that about Arsenic and Old Lace. That 100%, and I plan on watching both of them as we get closer to... That's fair. Both would be good, like, fall watch movies. Mm. Okay. Is there anything? Awesome. Well, uh, I will go next. Uh, I'm going to go with a first-time watch. Um, I had a really good Wednesday last week. I watched a few good movies in a row. Uh, one was a rewatch, uh, but two or three of them were new, were new watches. And my favorite of them, just because of like how positive like the whole movie was, I feel like was a league of their own. Um, I had never seen this before, and I, I really really liked it. I thought it was super entertaining, funny, um, but also like great message. And I thought the performances, Gina Davis. I thought uh, it's Madonna's in this, right? Is, right. That's her. I thought she was great. I don't know if I, I... I'm sure I have seen her in something. You've seen Dick Tracy, right? Yes. Is she in that? Okay, yeah. She's Breathless Mahoney in Dick Tracy. Sure. I wanted to die the whole time I was watching that movie. So, I mean, I... I but uh, I thought she was really great in it. And uh, it was it was really funny because the movie started. 
And uh, the only other thing I, I like, I know Gina Davis is the mom and Stuart Little, uh, but like other than that, I like can't consciously think of like anything I had seen her in uh, until I just I just watched Thelma and Louise like two months ago, and then seeing this, I was like, okay, so now I'm like starting to get it with her. She's great. Um, and then the fact that I had just watched the absolutely awful Tank Girl, but then the girl I can't think of the actress's name who is Tank Girl is Lori Petty. Yeah, she's she's great as the sister too in this. Um, uh, who is the oh shit the one of the monkeys in Tarzan? Herbie O'Donnell. Yeah, she's great in this too. I thought her and Madonna like working off each other was really good but and and obviously tom hanks is fantastic actually when the movie started i was a little worried i was like he's kind of annoying me but then that's kind of the point and then as the movie go on as the movie goes on i feel like it earns like his like redemption like i feel like at the end of the day he's still kind of a fucking asshole but like you kind of you, you get it at the end uh like i just thought this was really entertaining um and I, i'm a sucker for like sports movies that just have like really inspirational stories and uh i thought it was really good um i thought it went on a little bit maybe a smidgen too long at the end with like the older versions of them like i get why it's there but like i didn't need it um uh, but really liked the movie i was surprised how much i liked it i definitely want to watch it again because i i thought it was great uh boatman have you seen this yeah no this one's fun uh i i think this one, like, a lot of people love it, and I don't quite hit that with it, but this is a really fun time. I think it's because, like, I'm, in general, not a sports guy, but if I'm going to watch a sports movie, this is a really good one. Uh, I, I think that the dynamic between Gina Davis and Lori Petty is kind of what holds this movie together. While Hanks is good, I think it's it's Petty and uh, Davis who really, like, hold this movie together. The supporting cast is pretty fun. Uh, the, the thing that nobody talks about... This is a really underrated score from Hans Zimmer. I yes. really like the score for this movie. It's like very bouncy, kind of jazzy, very different for Hans Zimmer. It's, it's absolutely like a super underrated score for him. And yeah, Gina Davis is great. Larry Petty's great. Everybody's great in this. Uh, Jack, what about you? Uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's been on my watch list for a while now, but now that I, it's, I've never heard anyone ever in my life utter the words, Madonna was actually really great in this movie, so now I'm interested. As someone who had to study Madonna movies, this is like her one good performance. Fair. Uh, Payson. No, I absolutely uh, love this movie. I think the cast of the whole team in this movie is incredible. Like, all, like the whole dichotomy of that team... Um, the relationship between uh, Dottie and I forget Lori Petty's character's name. I should uh, remember that, but um, I I really think they have a great dynamic. Um, Madonna, like everyone says, is hilarious. The the scene where they're in the confession booth at the church and they're like, she's still in there, and she walks out, and the pre priest is just sweating from everything she said. Is just so funny. Uh, great training montage, like uh, both said. Um, I think the relationship between Jimmy, uh, uh, Jimmy Dugan, and Dottie, I think, is really, really like nuanced for a sports movie. Because, like, as the movie goes on, you think like they might end up together, and you're like, man, that would be kind of stupid. Cat, 
cat is the name of Lori Petty's character. Uh, but like you think like uh, man, that would be kind Kit? of Kit is the name of the character. Damn it! Yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, I, I I think it was really adult to like not have them end up together in that way. And like the final like sports game, I think it's really fun because like you don't really know who to root for because both Dottie and Kit are on different teams, and you're like, dang, who who should I be cheering for? But no, I I love this movie. Uh, Boat, just so you know, I don't know if you saw my message in the private chat. I'm cutting out real bad, so if I drop at any point, just take over so I can read. Uh, so I would assume that is it. Uh, Jack, over to you. All right. Um, well, I didn't have very many uh, movies watched this week, but I did oh, have yeah, two I on a League of their own. Did you already talk about a League of Their Own? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Don't worry about it. it. Uh, I've got two really good movies I saw this week. Uh, One of them has been talked about at least once, probably more on the show, and that's Bullet Train. However, I won't be going with that one. I will just say, though, that Lemon and Tangerine are incredible, and I love them. Uh, They're great in that movie. But no, the one I'm going to go with is from 1950. Uh, as people who follow my letterbox would know by now, I've gotten a little bit obsessed with Ingrid Bergman's movies uh, recently after discovering a lot of her performances and Stromboli is just incredible. Uh, uh, like her performance in that film is phenomenal. It's uh, it takes place like pretty much uh after uh it takes place sometime after world war ii uh ingrid bergman is in like uh uh an internment camp uh not not like concentration camp but like an internment camp uh for people that have been displaced during the war and she meets a soldier on the other side and uh an italian soldier and they get married in the camp so she can leave and his home is basically just an island in the middle of nowhere with no one around for miles and she starts to uh, just lose it. And uh, she becomes uh, like, she starts to lose it because she's just very lonely and she's not used to uh, that kind of life. And he, and uh, her performance in that film is phenomenal. Uh, It's her first of three uh, collaborations with, Russellini, so I'm very excited to see the other two now that I've seen this one. What is the film? Sorry. Uh, Stromboli. What year Stromboli. is it, Jack? 1950. Perfect. Uh, I, I was listening to you, but I just I did, I missed the beginning of the movie, or what the name of the movie was. Uh, I, again, classics, it's, it's not my thing. Uh, but sounds interesting, but I've got a, I've got a lot of other movies to watch before I would hit something like this, but I'm glad you liked it, uh, Bowman. Oh uh, yeah, no, I haven't. I don't actually think I had heard of this until uh, Jack just mentioned it. So uh, yeah, I will check it out. And Payson, what about you? Uh, I have not seen this. Okay. All right, Payson, let's move on to you. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to talk about the movie I'm talking about is a new release. Uh, saw it on Friday. It is a honk for Jesus, save your soul. Uh, I think this movie is really, really good. Um, uh, the movie is about uh, a pastor at a mega church and his wife that are trying to come back from a scandal that um, 
essentially affected the success of their church. Uh, Sterling K. Brown and Regina Hull are so funny in this movie, specifically Sterling K. Brown. He is so like larger than life of just like, yo, man, come on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta raise money for the Lord. We we gotta get all this money. It's he's he's so so funny. Regina Hall just like trying to like keep everything in, even though like everything around her life is just in shambles because this scandal is just destroying their family. Um, I think the the commentary it has to say on like megachurches as like a whole. I think it's really, really good. Uh, the one thing I will say, this, the trailers and the marketing for this movie, I don't think really got into how like kind of dark the third act of this movie gets because there's a twist that's kind of revealed and it's like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. And uh, I know some people were a little upset about that. Uh, it it, it, it kind of threw me for a shock, but I, it didn't bother me. But no, I think, I think this movie is really, really funny. Um, I really like the mockumentary style of it of the storytelling in like the like spinal tap best in shows sort of way and how it sort of like goes between that and like there are scenes where like they're just talking in private and it um really blends those in really well uh yeah i i really really like this movie uh i want to see this really bad i liked the trailers for it um i just haven't gotten a chance to it's not at my theater so i gotta travel uh, to check it out, but uh, I am looking forward to it. I, I I thought the trailers were interesting, and I, honestly, anytime that I'm already interested in a movie, and then I start hearing like, "Oh, there's a twist," like people, some people kind of like, I'm even more interested now. Um, so we'll see if I get to it this week. Uh, I've, I'm I'm very very busy, so uh, we'll see if I can get to it. I I'm gonna put priority on Barbarian this week. I want to see that too. Yeah, I want to see it so bad, but hopefully I'll get to that. Hopefully I'll get to this um, soon. Uh, Bowman, did you see this? No, I haven't. Uh, and I hadn't really heard much about it, to be honest, but uh, Payson's kind of selling me. Yeah. and Jazz Payson, would I like this? I'll just straight up ask. I, I think you would. I think you would. Uh, does, does jokes about, like, mega church lifestyle offend you? No, my dad makes them all the time, and he's a pastor. Sweet, then you'll be good. Uh, Jack, what about you? I haven't seen it, but uh, basically if Sterling K. Brown is in something, I'll be at least interested to see it. So, uh, so good. yeah, and Payson sold me on it. Cool. All right. Uh, good shit, guys. Let's move on to uh, the other part of the opening segment. We're going to talk about our least favorite movies that we logged this week. Uh, Bowman, why don't you kick us off? Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I don't think I watched anything. Actually, no, yeah, oh, I've got an easy one. Uh, so, we all know, uh, in 1997, there was a very uh, notable, popular movie called Titanic. That's not my pick. Well, my pick is Titanic. 1953's Titanic, uh, which is really bad. Um, this is, this is a film that won original screenplay. I don't know why it did. It's basically, basically imagine if, I, I'm instilling this from Payson. Imagine if in James Cameron's Titanic, the boat didn't start sinking until like the last 20 minutes of the movie. And the rest of it was just very boring character costume drama that really ends up not mattering because everyone either gets off the boat or sinks uh so it's 
it, there are some good performances. Barbara Stanwyck is in this, and she's always great. And Thelma Ritter is one of those character actresses who does not get enough credit for just being awesome. Um, so yeah, they're good. They are the only reasons to watch this movie, and even then, don't watch this movie. <laughs> There's a better Barbara Stanwyck performances and better Thelma Ritter performance. So if you're gonna watch them, watch any of those instead. Yeah, I, I have zero interest in this. I love the James Cameron Titanic movie. Like, I think it's fucking great. I have no reason to go watch this, like, at all. Uh, Jack, what about you? I haven't seen it, but in a few weeks, I'll probably watch it because it won original screenplay. We'll see. Okay, Payson. Movie's not good. Uh, it's very boring. It's very mediocre. Uh, currently, of the original screenplay winners I've seen, it is my second to least favorite. I'm watching them all in order from 22. And so, and I've watched 22 of them so far. This is my 21st. Um, I've talked about my least favorite interrupted melody. Uh, yeah, like both said, the the boat doesn't start sinking until like 20, 15 minutes from the run, from the end of the movie. Not a good movie. 53 is one of those years where like all the major prominent movies, you know, that could have won this uh, award were adapted. So I'm like, ah, that's why Stalag 17 or Roman Holiday didn't win, because they're not original. But yeah, movie's not good. You're muted, Bowman. Muted, buddy? Sorry. Roman Holiday is a weird case where it's technically original, but it's based on a story, even though it's not a published story, because they still did the weird thing where they had the original story Oscar. So yada, yada, yada. Should have been original, so this movie can't be an Oscar winner. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay, uh, I'll go. Uh, I was trying to decide between a couple, and now I have to remember which one I actually want to go with. Um, we're gonna go. This is tough. Um, maybe I shouldn't go next. Maybe I should make someone else go. You know what? Yeah, Jack, why don't you go while I decide? I'm, I'm still mulling over between two. All right. I've got an easy one. Uh, last night, I watched Daredevil for the first time, which isn't my pick. You it's suck. fine. You it's suck. Fine. But it, it's, it's, very, it's very fine. It's more of a series of Evanescence music videos than it is a movie, but it's, it, it's fine. And then I realized I had a few hours left before I needed to go to bed. So I decided to watch Elektra. Goodness, where to begin with this one? What you can tell in every second, and it's painful to see that Jennifer Garner just doesn't want to be there, and it's painful to watch. The action is terrible in this. There's the screenplay is one of the worst uh, in any comic book movie. Like goodness, uh, there. Scully can attest to this. I was hating my life for a long time while, uh, while watching it. Uh, it it's uh, you make him watch it with you? No, no. But he was present before I watched it, and then when I took a break halfway through, and then another break because the runtime just goes on forever. It's only an hour and forty minutes, but it feels like three hours. It's bad it's it's an absolutely shitty movie and i hate it and 
hate that I'm going to have to probably rewatch it because I don't know how much I retained from that thing. That's the worst feeling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's Electra. Like, I, I think in 2020 and 2021, I watched this movie probably like four or five times. Like, it's not good. Like, I've seen it a lot. Uh, and it's, it's ass. Uh, but... I mean, honestly, though, like if I, there are worse things in fandom. Like this is this is getting close to the bottom of the barrel, uh, but there are worse things. There are there are moments of this that I don't hate. Like I don't hate the opening. I think the opening is pretty fucking cool. Actually, Jason Isaacs is in a little cameo. Is 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 good. Uh, but I'm not gonna sit here and defend and say this is a good movie. It's still a one star movie. Like. Uh, it, it, it's it's not good, and I don't. Yeah, this is one of those that I'm glad I don't have to like watch anymore. Uh, Payson, have you seen this? Catwoman or Electro, which is worse? Catwoman. Uh, Catwoman. I have not seen this. Catwoman, 100. percent Like, okay. it's not even close. Okay, that's fair. Uh, you haven't seen it though. Is that what you said? No, no, no. I uh, seen it. Bowman. I also have not seen this one admittedly. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. Um, okay, I've made my decision. Uh, so I, I, I mentioned it on the show either last week or the week before that Maggie and I watched uh, Friends with Benefits, the uh, Justin Timberlake and uh, Mila Kunis film. It was last week. Oh, I know where this is going. Cute film. Entertaining. I enjoyed it. This week we watched the sister film, No Strings Attached. It's not good. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I talked about it whenever I brought this up, and uh, I, I like the romantic comedies, like good stuff. Like if the, I, I like the cheesiness of them. This was just a bit much. Uh, literally, I mean, there's no spoiling this. You know what happens? They do it, and they try to stay friends only, and then they end up falling in love. Shocker that that's what happens at the end of the movie that they get together. Um, but literally, like I'm, this felt like when you're watching a comedy and in the comedy there's a character watching a romantic comedy that's like super cheesy that's what this felt like and it sucks because like natalie portman and ashton kutcher are both like really good and like looks like they're trying but like there's just like nothing happening there's a part at the end when they're finally like professing love to each other and she's like i love you and she steps towards him and he goes stop because if you take one step closer, I'm never gonna let you go. And I was like, yeah! uh, "Oh my god, that's a lie!" Yeah, and this is directed by Ivan Reitman, which is just like insanity. To me. Which again, like, I'm not the biggest Reitman fan. Like, I like his son a lot, but like, I haven't seen like all of his movies, and I'm not like a huge aficionado of him. But like, man, like. I, what I have seen is just like, I, I don't know what was happening. I'm with Spence, though. Friends with Benefits, fucking great. Um, I really had a good time with that one, but this was just like nothing. And it's so weird because there's so many people in this I like. Like Greta Gerwig is in this movie. And she's actually very funny. And uh, Jake Johnson, uh, who I love, is in this. And he's funny, too. But then, like, Ludacris is in it. And he shows up in, like, three or four scenes and just has, like, really bad like one-liners like he is not funny like at all um 
it's just a super weird oh lake bell is in it and she's giving a really weird performance that i don't like which sucks because i really like lake bell as well um but it was just one of those things where like we were sitting there watching the movie and i like the formulaic parts of these movies but this one was too like by the numbers there was nothing here oh and the weirdest crime of all first of all kevin klein is in the movie he's actually pretty funny but has some weird moments but the biggest crime is that carrie elways is in this movie he's in like four or five scenes and he does nothing like i'm literally like he plays a doctor in the hospital and i can think of one scene where he speaks and he literally does nothing like he'll just be there as like a background person where he walks by and Natalie Portman and uh, Mindy Kaling is in it too. And they walk by and they're like, hi doctor, whatever. And then he just goes off screen. It's super bizarre. Where like you have Carrie Elwes in the movie and he's just not doing anything. Like it's super fucking weird. It threw me for a loop. Cause I was like waiting for like, Oh, he's actually going to show up and be an asshole or, Oh, he's trying to secretly get with Natalie Portman. Nope. He's just there in the background. It's fucking weird. Uh, Boatman, have you seen this movie? No, I haven't. Um, this is so Friends with Benefits is like the good one, and this is the terrible one. Yes, that's fair. Um, no, I, Ivan Reitman is one of those guys who, like, he has you know all time great movies. But then, you know, he has stuff like Junior under his belt. So it doesn't, you know, surprise me that he would necessarily make a terrible movie. I forgot to say this as well. The other big, like, thing that Maggie even pointed out, like, the difference of this was, like, um, in Friends with Benefits, they spend the first, like, 30 minutes of, like, the hour and 45-minute movie, like, building up their friendship. And so that when they actually do start like sleeping together, it like is actually kind of like a, oh shit, you actually care about them as characters, weirdly enough, and like their friendship. And in this, they literally just like met when they were in, in like summer camp. And then they meet again when they're in college. Then they meet again when they're adults and they sleep together. And then that's it. There's like, there's like, I know it's weird to say like there's no character development in the 2011 like rom-com but there's like no character development at all like to make you care about it at all versus friends with benefits which does a really good job of making you care about them uh jack have you seen this no and i haven't seen friends with benefits either and uh Payson. if i had a nickel for every time ashton kutcher was in the lesser clone movie of two clone movies that came out recently like in relation to each other, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. I have not seen this movie. What is the other one? Jobs. Oh, I forgot about Jobs. Not like the same year, but like... Right. No, it was, it, they were two years apart, I think, right? Yeah, two years. And hey, that Jobs movie wasn't awful. It's just Steve Jobs is like God tier. Um, okay, great. So let's move on to Pacing. Yeah, uh, I didn't see anything, like, downright horrible, but I saw something bad. Specifically, last night, uh, there's a league called Ontel. In that movie, uh, you get to pick a movie for someone to watch. Uh, I have a match coming up uh, soon. And I was given three ninjas, hard knuckle, 
Uh, this is the uh, third film, second chronologically in the Three Ninjas franchise. And uh movie's not good. Uh, it's called Three Ninjas Hard Knuckle. Uh, I can't even find this on Letterboxd. Uh, I, when I was looking for this on Tubi, they had like four, and I triple-checked to make sure I was watching the right one. Because if I watched the wrong one when I got to the What year did this come out? I literally can't find this on Letterboxd. 1995. Three Ninjas. Oh, it's called Knuckle Up. I'm sorry. Knuckle Up. <laughs> Yeah, 1993 is what it has on Letterboxd. Yes. 1993's Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Knuckle Up. Uh, movie's not great. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, you got the title. <laughs> yeah. You're once again following the adventures of the three ninjas, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Tum Tum's cool. Tum Tum's like the Dewey of the group. He's really fun. Um, you mean as in Dewey? Like, like Dewey not in the What? Dewey as in oh, like Malcolm. Okay, the, that Dewey. I didn't know if yeah. you meant Dewey, Dewey and Louie or Dewey and Malcolm in the middle. Oh yeah. Okay, you got me. Is there a Malcolm? Yes, yes, there is. Yes, there is. Okay. Yeah. Uh so in this one, uh these three ninjas, they're they're training with their uh grandpa, who is a different race from them, and um he's teaching them martial arts. And in this one, the big conflict is uh, tell me if you heard this. This uh this is an early nineties movie where a big evil like politician is coming in and like destroying this native american land and uh the ninjas need to side with the uh native americans in order to defeat the evil politicians uh it's nothing you haven't seen before it's just kind of generic um the scenarios really aren't like that fun there's this really weird scene where all the three white ninja kids put on face paint and like dance with the native americans which is a little oof but yeah, that's the one like truly like terrible thing. But yeah, overall this this movie is just bad. I'm gonna save you all some time and say nope. Anybody nope. else? Mm-mm. Nope. No. Great. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. Absolutely. For bringing us our lives. Uh, yeah. Okay, I think that was everybody's worst, right? Yes. All right, let's hit up this list. Uh, we're gonna start the original songs. Uh, Oscars best winners. So. Uh, Boatman, damn it, kick us off with the first choice. Okay, Payson, I'm gonna be nice. I'll let yes, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Thank you. Uh, I assume number after seven, right? Yeah, okay. What? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're it's fine. Uh, I will take talk um, code on the show. Go on, Bowman, go anyway. Uh, I'm going to take a song uh, from the 60s, and I'm going with Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Uh, I really like this song, uh, performed by BJ Thomas. This is just a, a really nice song, and I really like how it's used in the movie, because uh, it's just kind of like, it's a scene that you could cut from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's just like... Butch and Sundance and Sundance's girlfriend hanging out with riding this bicycle. Like it's, but like just kind of with the song under it, there's just like this kind of nice vibes. And I think the whole point of like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid, it's to kind of tell this story while still with the wild west setting, but to kind of recontextualize it within a more modern or at that point, 1960s sensibility. 
Uh, and I think it, it's really, this song really helps the movie. And then, of course, it was used later in a lot of other great movies like Spider-Man 2. Uh, so I, I've always really liked this song. Uh, I, I like songs that are like, hey, things aren't great, but I'm going to be okay. Like, I like I like songs like that. My favorite song of all time is like that. So, yeah. What song is that? Uh, you get what you give by New Radicals. Uh, I like this song a lot. Uh, I've only seen Butch Cassidy once. Uh, I didn't know this was from this movie originally, so that's cool. Um, I I know it more from Spider Man too. Uh, one of my proudest moments uh, was getting a uh, that question correct, uh, and then having Robert go for like. <laughs> me getting it it's my favorite thing is especially when playing in warzone when i hit a question and everyone's like oh dude like that look of like holy shit someone knew something it's like yeah uh but no this is a great song i really like this song so yeah i'm all about this uh jack uh like you tim i know this song more from spider-man 2 uh Fun, funny thing though is I just listened to it again uh, a few days ago. Uh, it came up randomly on one of my playlists, I guess. I don't know, but uh, it's a great song. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely glad it got picked for this list. And uh, Payson, you know who probably didn't know that question, Tim? Sean Wasserberg. But no, I, uh, I, 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 I really, really be love nice. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Jacob E. West already does that, yeah. Okay, but no, I, I, I really, really do love this song. Um, like, uh, Tim, I've only seen Butch Cassidy once, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, dang, this is, I've, I, I know this song. And the scene where it plays is just, like, really sweet. Like, it's it sort of, like, it's sort of, like, a calming moment before, like, the real, like, events start happening in the movie. Uh, I weirdly watched a movie this week where this song plays. I watched Clerks 2. And uh, when Randall and uh, Dante are go-karting, this is the song that plays. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is an excellent pick. Great. All right. Uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, I mean, I feel like I have the, the Tim generic pick. Boatman, what am I picking? <laughs> if I were a rich man. Take a big guy. Okay. I'd live in a penthouse. Oh. Uh, this if i didn't have you monsters inc uh, it's my favorite movie of all time uh this song is great um my favorite thing about this too is like there are just so many good jokes in the song and the fact that it's goodman and uh crystal doing it is just is just the best um honestly i love the blooper reel for monsters inc uh, but I prefer the normal version with just the that was originally in theaters with because you get to hear the full song and it's just great. It plays throughout all the credits. Um, and then at the end, they do the uh, <laughs> it's like right as the low, like the closing logos are going and everything. And you just hear them do the one more time, <laughs> it worked. It's so good. Uh, I, I love the song. I, like I said, I think Crystal and Goodman being the ones who perform it just add so much to the song. Um, I, yeah, I'm so glad that if, if 
this movie was going to win something, like obviously I would have preferred it to be animated creature, but also given the year it came out, I understand. But yeah, no, big fan of the song, big fan of the movie, obviously. So yeah, Boatman. Yeah, no, this song's delightful. I feel like this song is like a little bit underrated. I feel like people are like, yeah, this one's fine. I really like this song. Uh, I, I think this one's a delight. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I Have you ever, Tim, have you ever seen the version of this that they performed at the Oscars when this was nominated, which is John Goodman and Billy Crystal? Or sorry, John Goodman and Randy Newman doing it. Uh, I don't of, think I've ever seen that. That it, It's on YouTube. It's pretty fun. I'll have to check that out. Uh, Jack. Uh, yeah, no, this song is very good. Uh, I, I'm, again, glad it got picked for this list. I, I wouldn't have picked it. It's not like one of my top, top favorite songs to win, but I still really do like it. Uh, I think it's a lot of fun. And uh, Payson. Yeah, I just love the music in Monsters, Inc. Like, I'm not sure if this is like a popular opinion, but like the score for Monsters, Inc. in general is like, a top tier Pixar school, but no, this, yeah, this song is so much fun. Uh, the friendship between Mike and Sully is just kind of like captured in this song, and I think that's um, and I, I think that's a really great attribute to it. Uh, I think I've told people this before. This is the first movie I ever saw in theaters, so like I have very like nostalgic memories for this song. Uh, now the question is, do you prefer the Billy Crystal and John Goodman version? Or the Emily Osment and Mitchell Musso cover. Didn't know that was a thing, and I don't. I don't even remember that that was a thing. That's fair. Maybe too deep for cut, but yeah. Uh, all right, Jack. Let's go to you next. All right. Um, yeah. As much as I do love the more recent uh, one of the bunch to to win the Oscar, uh, I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that Skyfall was the best of the Bond songs to win. Uh, I, I, I adore this song. Uh, it, it's one of my, like, it's in my, like, top 20, top 50 songs for sure. It's, uh, it's an incredible song. I, I just, any, if Adele's making a song, I'm, I'm in. Uh, and Adele's voice is perfect in this song. Uh, Scott, well, it's, it's regarded as one of the greatest, or if not the greatest Bond song of all time, uh, for a reason. And, uh, yeah, absolutely deserved the win at the Oscars that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think this one's really good. I get why it won. My thing about it is personally, I don't know if this is a song I would necessarily listen to outside the context of the movie at least for me i i think it just doesn't necessarily fit my style what i normally like to listen to but it's really good um yeah not not one of my favorite not my like top two or three bond songs like i love like live and let die that's that's my number one but no this is solid this is solid uh yeah uh and adele is one of the best singers working today so she's She's great. Payson? Uh, yeah, I do really, really love this song. I love how epic it feels, like, just in scope. Like, when you're listening to it, like, when th this movie playing, obviously, during the opening credits, you know, like, it weirdly puts this movie in, like, a, 
oh, this is going to be, like, a more, like, serious Bond movie with, like, maybe bigger stakes than we're usually, like, um, familiar with with the franchise. And I think Adele's vocals are haunting in a way. I think she just absolutely kills this song. Uh, yeah, I this would have been one of my picks, but I'm very happy we got to talk about it here. I am, I am here, by the way. Uh, right. Yeah, sorry, I just had the cam off for a minute. Uh, yeah, I like this song a lot, too. Um, it's not my favorite Bond song, either. I know it's like a meme at this point, but I love The Living Daylights, like, so much. Like, that song is so Thank fun. you! Thank um, you! And honestly, For Your Eyes Only is super underrated as well. Uh, big fan of that one. But this is up there. Um, sorry, Scott, and sorry, Jack, apparently, but uh, the Billie Eilish song is not good, so you made the correct choice. Uh, and also, Writings on the Wall is mid- if that and uh but so this is by far the best of the uh newer ones for sure in my opinion um because adele is awesome and uh, billy eilish likes to whisper like kurt kolakowski after 10 p.m uh so uh <laughs> let's go to Payson next oh yeah okay took me a second but yeah that's, that's a good one all right my pick Look, if you had, you already know what I'm gonna pick. Yeah, that's don't. All I had to say. That's all I had to say. Four words. Look, if you had, lose yourself. L lose yourself is easily my favorite song to ever win best original song. Uh, of course, it, it has history behind this. The first rap song to ever win, and I just think like, even if you take just Eminem's like entire discography, like. This is usually one where people say, like, yeah, this is, like, inarguably one of his best songs of all time. And it was made for 8 Mile, and I think that's really, really incredible. Uh, the lyrics of it, just, like, just how it starts with his palms are sweating, these weak arms I have just... And then it just builds to, like, how can I grow old in Salem's lot? It just... It, it makes you just feel, like, intense. Like, I have... I would be lying to myself if I didn't admit I have listened to this song before quite a few trivia matches I've had to pump myself up. It feels feels so, so good. Um, yeah, um, just the context of the movie, like it plays during the credits. Um, and of course, like everyone, I, I think you got to talk about it. I have a very unique history with this where uh, obviously Eminem did not perform this in 2003 when it was nominated because he was busy. Uh, but in 2020, when they were doing the Oscar ceremony for 2019, um they were doing like the big medley of all the best original song winners and i literally say you know it really is sad that we never got eminem to perform lose yourself at the oscars is that would have been incredible 10 seconds later dun, 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 and everyone is just like what the heck did you just do payson and i have never felt more badass in my life that i literally predicted the future in that moment that would happen 10 seconds later it's awesome um I need to watch this movie. I've never seen it. Uh, and so I've, I've never heard the song. Uh, I know. I know. You've I've never, never heard, heard the song? Like, I get not seeing the movie, but... Didn't you watch the Oscars when this happened? I'm sh Yeah, of course I did, but that doesn't mean that I know what the song is. Or no, I'm that's like, fair, but you heard the song. I heard it, but I don't remember That's fair. No, that's it. fair. I'm, you just said you never heard the song. I've, so I guess I mean I've never seeked out this song to consciously be like, I'm going to listen to Lose Yourself. 
I don't remember. So the fact that Eminem came out and did it at the 2020, like, I don't remember that. Like, I believe, like, I was there. I watched it. I guarantee I did. But, uh, again, I got to watch the movie because I've been told that it's a fantastic movie. And, again, not my genre of music, so I was never going to go and seek this song specifically out. But I am interested in the movie because of the story and everything. So I do want to watch it, and I'm sure that I would like it. Uh, but I just haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Boatman, you got all excited about this. Go for it. Yeah, no, I mean, this would have been one of my picks, but I let Payson have it. This is the one that we were talking about. Uh, I know this is this is a great song. I'm not like the biggest rap guy, but I I would be lying if I said I didn't have this song on multiple playlists. Like this song goes very hard. Great chorus, a lot of great lyrics. Maybe my favorite Eminem song. I don't know, but it's a great song. Uh, definitely like top two winners for me tear this motherfucking roof off like two dogs chained like holy shit it's so good at home he's no jack home yeah. his own daughter this this song is fantastic it's top two or three eminem for me uh i i have a clear-cut favorite eminem song but this is like two or three it's really close uh but no, this song is incredible. It's on my short list I've got here on my whiteboard uh, of songs to bring up. And I'm glad that you brought it up, Payson, because uh, there's a lot of other songs I want to talk about. Okay. Uh, Bowman, we're going to you next. I go back over to me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do what I just did and pick an, an older song again, this time from the 70s. And I'm going with uh, the song I'm Easy from the movie Nashville. Uh, this is just like a really nice sounding folk song. Um, it essentially, the the song is from the perspective of this character, who uh, played by Keith Carradine, who is uh, in love with uh, Lily Tomlin and is having an affair with Lily Tomlin, in spite of the fact that Lily Tomlin is married uh, in this movie to Ned Beatty. Um, so that's kind of the the portion of this movie and essentially Lily Tomlin comes in this club where Keith Carradine is performing he sees her and then he's like I'm going to play this song and you basically just like this is him pouring out all of his emotion about how he feels about the fact that he's in this situation like one of the the opening lyrics like it's not my way to only love you when no one's looking uh, and like he's so clearly He's not happy that he's in the situation, but then it's like, but I'm easy. And it's it's a really great song. I, I like it a lot. Uh, and the, I think in context of the movie is best. So if you haven't heard it, I would actually say don't seek it out and make your first experience of it watching this movie. This is a long movie, but it's also great. Um, so, yeah. If you're not a Magnolia person, I would say maybe don't watch this movie because this reminds me a lot of Magnolia. Payson watched me. Nashville. Yeah, you Payson. just sold me on Nashville. And Tim, yeah. yeah. Oh, I forgot. Tim's a Magnolia guy, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. You just Both of you Nashville. watch Nashville. This is like Robert Altman 70s Nashville. Yeah, I haven't seen this, but uh, you just sold Magnolia. Me. Uh, Jack, have you seen this? No, I haven't, and I haven't heard the song either, but now, hey, I'm interested. Uh, I like the 
PTA that I've seen. So I'll probably not hate uh, Magnolia. So I'll probably like this. And Mason. Uh, I have not, but I've seen this song. Like when people are talking about like the best, best song winners, this is one that's always like brought up. And Nashville's a movie I've been wanting to watch. Uh, it's funny because I do know Paul Thomas Anderson cites Robert Altman as his favorite filmmaker of all time. So like knowing that, that makes sense. And that makes me want to watch this movie more and listen to the song more. Awesome. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go next. Uh, I'm going to go for the other Tim generic pick, but I got to be honest. Like I just, I'll talk. So I'm going into the West Lord of the Rings, the return of the King. Um, this song has just like, not, not, it sounds negative when I say grown on me. It makes it sound like at one point I didn't like it. That's not the case. It's just like, I saw this movie in the theater when I was eight, and I've watched it every year, multiple times since I was eight. And so, like, I've just always lived with this song. But it wasn't until, like, the last few years of watching this movie repeatedly multiple times a year over and over again where i started to pick up on the fact that like because howard shore wrote the song with um uh, whose name i can't think of it not is it annie lennox, annie lennox? it is annie lennox okay i was right and he has fellowship and he has fellowship right trust my gut what's that and he uh, did the theme for fellowship yes. Yes. Okay. fellowship um but and so pieces of the music in this song are in the film. And that's part of it as well, is the fact that like the score for the song shows up multiple times in the film. And the biggest moment, and like I don't even like people know how much I love these movies, but uh and it, it's been memed at this point, but I don't care. It's the it's a fucking amazing moment is when Sam is the I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. And he picks them up and start. they start walking up and the score for this song is like blasting in the back. And it's just like, I, this song and the parts that are used in the movie, as well as during the credits, it fills my heart with like so much emotion. And the way that they do the credits of this film with like the hand drawn images of all of the actors and actresses, with their names over and the song playing it's just gorgeous artwork um followed by like a very emotional ending to the film and where the song is also playing as like frodo is sailing off it's just like one of those things where like when music truly is hitting in a movie and makes it emotional like dialogue and performances and stuff can really hit and make you emotional but when music does i feel like it's just like a different breed altogether um and this is one of those score songs that like when it hits is so emotional it it, it literally like kills me every time now i like can't get through the end of this movie without crying it's weird maggie's looking at me like i'm a fucking moron but she's cried too so back off macaw uh but anyway uh, Bowman, what do you think about this song? Yeah, uh, I think I. this is one of those situations where, like, when I'm watching the movie and, like, the end credits, like, I'm like, yeah, no, this is a good song. 
it's not like it's not a song that sticks with me personally. Like if you ask me, and I know this isn't like the only metric of a song being good, but if you ask me how does Into the West go, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like if you played it for me and didn't tell me it was Into the West, I'd be like, oh wait, is this Into the West? But like right now, I can't recall how that song goes. And like I actually really like Annie Lennox. I and I think her voice uh, is great on this, but I really like Annie Lennox. But I like her songs that have like a little bit more energy to them. I think that's kind of my thing, and it's kind of my problem with a lot of original song winners. I'm not usually my favorite song in a like in a musical, for example. It's never going to be like the slow big ballad. It's usually going to be, you know, a song that's a little bit more bouncy, a little bit more fun. That's just generally what I go for in terms of music. Uh, but, I mean, not always, but yeah, this one doesn't necessarily uh, do it all the time for me. But I love that you love it. Yeah, Jack, I'm right there with you, Tim. This was on my board. I. If you didn't, take I thought it, you were going to take it. I was very nervous. So no, no, no. If you didn't take it, I was going to take it. It's a phenomenal song. I uh, I can't get through this movie either without uh, crying a lot. Uh, that I can't carry it for you, but I can carry you. Scene is it makes me cry every time. Uh, but this song, the second the credits hit and you hear this song start playing, I'm like. Oh, on the verge of tears. It's a beautiful song. Great choice. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with Boatman, where I have, where I have not uh, like seen the movies in like a little bit, so like I can't like recall this song like immediately. But when I do hear it, and like when it is used in the movie, it is a very very powerful song. Uh, those credits, like I think, is a really really like great credit sequence in the movie uh yeah this is this is a really good pick all right uh jack let's go to you for your second pick all right my second pick we're gonna stay uh on the little slower side here because my pick is falling slowly from one sorry i wasn't what did you say jack sorry falling slowly from falling one. slowly from one. sorry Payson. i didn't know you were gonna take no this. no you're good you're good this song is Gorgeous. Uh, I I wish I could explain like how like what this song. Uh, there's very few songs uh, out there that uh, no matter what mood I'm in, they just cheer me uh, cheer me up, or they just fill me with uh, like uh, almost like a little bit of hope. This song does that for, uh, for me. I I can't explain it. The, I can't think of who sings it right now, but my goodness, he's incredible. I, I, I it's not coming to me. But I, I showed the song to my sister, and it's one of her favorites now. Uh, yeah, I still have to see, like, I still have to actually see the full film of Once, but this song is beautiful. I, I love it to pieces. Yeah, the song is fantastic. I don't love the movie. Uh, I definitely prefer Begin Again and Sing Street over Once. Um, it's a little too British for me. Uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I'm not into it. Uh, I watched it once. You, you like that one, Bowman? Or are you? <laughs> no, I, the, the movie. It's, it's Irish, not British. Sure. 
They're speaking in an accent that I can't understand. I'm an American man. in an accent that you can't understand. So if someone has like an Indian accent, that's British. Well, I guess yep, that's actually fucking British. Actually, that is technically used to be that way. Okay. It, was, anyway. it was a British colony at one point or something. The song is good. Movie's meh. Uh, I don't love the movie, but yeah, I, I really do like this song. I think it's really beautiful. Um, I still recommend watching the movie, but it's a little too, um, like, I, I, no, yeah, right. No, I, 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 I'm trying to find the word, but like, there's like not enough going on. Like, it's very like, like, it feels like it's trying to be like a before sunset, before sunrise type of movie to me. And it's just like not anywhere near the quality of those movies. Like it's very much like day in the life type, like meeting a person. I'm gonna blah 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 blah. And I've only seen it once, so maybe I would like it upon rewatch. But I'm not into it. Um, so yeah, uh, Bowman, have you seen this movie? Yeah, no, uh, I I like once. Um, in terms of the song, I I really do like this song. I really like falling slowly. I think especially I like where it's placed within this movie in that like it's these two characters sit they are at this point falling slowly they're not quite there yet but i i really think that this song really works i i really like i don't like i i really like that so no i really like this song i i I'm kind of with you on the movie a little bit not necessarily for the reasoning but it the movie itself doesn't quite hit me as much as it should. It's definitely my third favorite Carney, but I think that oh, this song is great, and there's a reason that it won, because it is like the centerpiece of this movie. Payson, what about you? Yeah, um, I'm also kind of with you, Tim. I don't think this movie is amazing, and you could definitely tell from watching the movie this movie was made for very, very cheap. Yeah. But... The reason why I do gravitate to this movie so much is because I do think the music is so good, and this is probably my favorite song in the movie. Um, just the scene of both the guy and the girl, because that's how, what they're called in the movie, just connecting through music, I think is just beautiful. Um, yeah, this this would have been one of my picks, so great job, Jack. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is a really, really... Excellent pick, and it was the start to John Carney's career, and he's made uh, some more great movies. So, I want to bring up a point that Cameron Roadshow brings up, which I think is absolutely true. I would give Once, Begin Again, and Sing Street each the original song when from each of their perspective years. Which songs from the other two? Uh, Begin Again, uh, oh. Uh, I can never remember the name of it, but it's the one where you see him visualize all the instruments, whatever that, I always forget what that one's called, but, um, because it has like a longer title, I think, but that one's great. And really any song from Begin Again would be my winner that year. I love the soundtrack for Begin Again, mainly because it's done by the guy who did, who was the lead singer of the New Radicals, who again did my favorite song. Uh, And then Sing Street, personally, uh, Up is my favorite Sing Street song. But if you want to go drive it like you stole it, I would not complain. Yeah, I'm with you on Up. That's my favorite as well. Uh, Okay, 
Uh, we are moving on to Payson. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to take a Disney one. And I know this is going to be a cliched one. Uh, I'm taking a whole new world. Like, we all know the words to it. We all know, like, what it means in the movie. But I really, really love this song. Um, I love this sequence of just uh, Aladdin and Jasmine just flying through the sky and Aladdin just saying, yo, I can show you the world. And Jasmine's like, yo, I love that. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't you? You're flying on a fucking carpet. Like, it's a great song. Um, uh, this is, this is Mankin Ashman, correct? I'm not high. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is the... Wait, what did you say? This... I don't know if this is Ashman. Okay, it might, okay. I can't, I know Ashman... No, he, he died before the movie came out, but he helped with it. I think he helped with the song. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely yeah. helped in this just, movie. Yeah. He definitely helped on this movie, whether or not he got to this far into the process, I don't know. But I know that he, he I'm was instrumental in this movie. This. No, yeah, but I think this is a great like love song in this movie. Um really works well with all the other songs. It's not my absolute favorite song in the movie, but uh, I still do love it, which is why I picked it. He did Friend uh, Like Me. He did not do the lyrics for a whole new world. Fair. fair. Um, yeah, it's a great song. I mean, there's not much more I can add to it. I love this movie every time we talk about it. I love the feathers every time. Uh, great, great fucking movie. Uh, Bowman. I, I'm muted again. I'm sorry. Uh, this is a fantastic. And, and you're and you're lagging. Okay, go to Jack, and I'm gonna leave and come back. Okay, Jack, go talk about it. Yeah, no, this movie's great. Uh, there, there's a Kingsman that dislikes this movie t uh, quite a bit, and it makes me Ooh. sad. But we'll talk about it later. But uh, but no, uh, Alex. Ooh. Alex Oh, fuck that noise. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no, but it, honestly, A Whole New World, probably my third or fourth favorite song in the film, because I do love Prince Ali and Friend Like Me, not necessarily in that order, but uh, I do still love this song. This was my favorite for a number of years growing up, and yeah, it's it's a great song. I've got no complaints with it winning. Bowman. Yeah, no, this is a, you know, this is a song that I've kind of had a weird relationship with, or I liked it, and then I was kind of cynical about it for a while, and it was like, eh, this one's fine, A Friend Like Me is where it's at. A Friend Like Me is still my favorite Aladdin song, but I, I've come around on this song, and I do really love it now. I, I think this is uh, one of the best, like, Disney romance ballads. Again, usually, when it comes to, like, Disney songs especially... The song I don't gravitate to is like the big romance song. I tend to go towards more of like either the sidekick song or like the big kind of introductory song. Uh, but I, I do think this is a fantastic song and I think so necessary to the movie. Because I think we don't actually want Aladdin and Jasmine to be together for, the, for this song. That's fair. Uh, Jack, congratulations. You've been promoted. Uh, you're no longer my mortal enemy. Um, yes. I don't think I hate you anymore. I think Alex has taken that spot. What a just who he must hate joy. 
<laughs> you must just dislike happiness. What the fuck? All right. Uh, so we have two spots left open. Uh, I will void my uh, a, another spot for me. So the three of you gentlemen, does anyone have one right away, right now? Who's got one? I think I do. Go ahead, Mason. Uh, I'm going to be very nice to my uh, to my faction member Spence because I know this is their favorite uh, Oscar-winning song, and it's a very good song. It's a Man or Muppet from The Muppets. Uh, this move, this song is weirdly epic in a way. Like it weirdly hits like these emotional levels that like you wouldn't expect from like The Muppets in a way, even though The Muppets are really cool. Just Gary and Walter just singing about like. Man, what am I doing with my life? What what is going on? And I think it's a really great song. Uh, the number like this song is so good that like a cast member of the bit I, I I won't do that joke. I'm sorry, Tim. But um, are you about to disrespect the Big Bang Theory? Damn right, I was. Get the um, fuck out of here. Yeah, but no, th this is a very good song. Not the right song that should have won that year from this movie, but this is still a still a really fun song. Which one would you have taken over this space? I like Life's a Happy Song. Life's a Happy, Life's song. happy song is good. Life's a leg of lamb. Uh, let's be honest. Life's a fill of the fish. Hey. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> uh, every song in this movie is, is gold. Um, this would have been my... Uh, oh, Whole movie Get the fuck out of here. Uh, is he talking about the Muppets? Yeah, he totally better not be, you right. jerk. I love you. I know you're fucking with me. He's afraid of Miss Piggy, straight up. Uh, so, so is Caleb Cole. It's weird. Has anyone, here seen, has anyone here seen Max Keeble's big move? Yeah. I imagine the big bully guy, but like Coho with Miss Piggy, like with the frog. Like, we should do that with him. Coho is Trimaginti. Anyway, this movie is great. This would have been my third choice if I hadn't taken two songs from two my two favorite movies ever. Uh, so this this would have been up there. Um, but yeah, I love the song. But I agree. I, I It's tough. I don't think I've ever thought about which song in the movie is my favorite. I do love this song. But Life's a Happy Song is is also great um i also love uh uh chris cooper talking about how, that he has more money than uh robert has robert been heroes. Has been heroes. it's so amazing and i don't want uh, to hear but honestly, don't it, though, it'll make it ill there ain't no flower in the hundred dollar bill afterwards they're just like you know if the answer was no you could have just said it <laughs> um Oh, the one, yeah. Uh, um, pictures in my head. Is that what it is? Pictures in my head. Is underrated. Is underrated. Great. Um, and honestly, the rainbow, the version of Rainbow Connection in this movie, I like a lot. I think it's really, really good. Animal coming in on the drums there at the end. God tier moment. Um, also, let's not underestimate the powers of the barbershop quartet doing Smells Like Teen Spirit. And we also must not underestimate uh, Camilla and the gang doing uh fuck you by <laughs> CeeLo green is that who does that song uh, but it is clearly the censored version though <laughs> it's so good uh this movie is fantastic absolutely great choice uh this uh this also ups spence in the rankings of kingsman that i dislike so spence 
Great job. You upped yourself. Good job. You and Jack are doing well tonight. Uh, so, Boatman, what do you think about this uh, song? And I'm very, I'm very curious about what Tim's Kingsman rankings are. <laughs> you're up there. You're up there. You, you and Pacer, you and yeah. Pacer have good standings. That's fair. Uh, yeah, no, I, I like this. I love this movie. I, I think I'm on record as like, besides Tim being one of the biggest fans of this movie. Uh, but I, I love this movie. Uh, and the song is good. I think it's always going to be overshadowed. Whenever like a song wins the Oscar, it kind of like, and another song from a movie should have won that Oscar, in my opinion. It always kind of like tempers it a little bit. Like, yeah, I like Mayor Muppet. This one's fun, but I love Life's a Happy Song and I love Pictures in My Head. But no, this is a really good song. And if those two songs weren't in the movie, I would love this song. So that's just me kind of being unfair to Mayor Muppet. But no, this is this is a great song. Uh, great kind of ironic ballad. This is very fun. Uh, Jack. Yeah, this song's great. Uh, it's been a minute since I've seen the Muppet movie, like from 2011. Uh, it, yeah, so I don't really remember all the songs all that well. But from what I remember, I really love this song and I love Life's a Happy Song. So, Jack, I do want to let you know that if we ask you what movie has the song Man or Muppet and you write the Muppet movie 2011, you will get it yeah. wrong. It's I know. Muppets, Jack. Get it the together. Muppet. You lost another point. Uh, I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> let's, let's go on. Who has one more for us? I think I got one, unless yeah, Jack, if go, you want to, go. Go, you can. I'm, I'm, go, I'm doing well with Tim right now. I'm going a, I'm to a do the right thing and shut up. Uh, Quit while you're ahead. That's right. <laughs> the 80s are a weird decade for original songs. Because I think the 80s is maybe the greatest decade for movie soundtracks ever. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. But it's weird that the songs that normally like lose are like the best songs like there's not in terms of winners a lot of them are kind of weak like i just called to say i love you is like fine or i think what, I know you love that song no i think i know what? where you're going with this and i'm getting excited that's fair i i don't know if you do know this but Maybe like not. that's that's a good song like uh i'm yeah there's like let the river run from working girls like fine the song that won the Oscar in the 80s that I think we all agree is an absolute bop. I've never even seen this movie, but come on. Dirty Dancing, I've had the time of my life. Is that where you thought I was going with that, Tim? It wasn't, but I approve. Where did you think I was going out of curiosity? I'm double-checking that it actually won, so hang on. <laughs> tell me, and I can tell you if it won or not. I, I Go ahead. You talk about this one. That's fair. No, this is a great song. This is like just a classic giant sweeping duet that everybody loves. Everybody knows this song because it's a great song. Like, I've had the time of my life. It's great. And then you get the final, like, the final, and I hold it up to you. Like, oh man, this song, like, rules. It goes so hard. Uh, this is this is a great song. Uh, just just a fantastic duet. I I like this song a lot. There's not much more you can say about it. Everybody likes this song. Uh, so the one that I was thinking of did not win. It was just nominated. I thought you were going Eye of the Tiger, uh, but it did not win. 
Uh, no, that's that's a great song. Did not win. Did not win. Yeah. That lost to um, up where we belong. Yes. Yes, up where we belong from uh, off. Um, also, I think uh, "Take My Breath Away" is a, is, a, is a good is a good eighties uh, song. But I think this is this is great. I've actually never seen "Dirty Dancing" all the way through. But fun fact bought it today it just came out on 4k i bought it i i'm always looking for another movie that me and maggie can watch together where i'll say hey do you want to watch this and she'll go yes uh that was no strings attached the other night we were at dinner and i said you want to go home and watch no strings attached absolutely so i thought dirty dancing was one that might would, might work so uh great song you know what i think of when i hear this song is um the um the family guy blue harvest uh when uh herbert the old guy as obi-wan does the i've had the time of my life uh it is great uh but yeah no song's awesome uh yeah great pick i think this is awesome um jack yeah this is a great song uh I haven't seen Dirty Dancing either. I haven't really heard the song all that much, but I do remember it well enough. It is a very good song, so good pick, Boat. Payson. Yeah, my uh, this is an amazing song. My absolute favorite part of the song is where it's like, and I owe it all to you, 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 you. Dirty, no, I'm kidding. But uh, no, this is a... <laughs> Do you remember Tim when the when the Black Eyed Peas sampled "I've Had the Time of My Life"? No, I don't. Oh, no, it's a bad song. It's a bad song. It's an <laughs> awful song. They did that. Oh, is that what he's talking about? Is yeah, that it's called, yeah, that's what he was talking about. The song is called "Time." It's a terrible song. No, this song is so much fun. It it uh, I've also not seen the movie, but like it just has like that '80s power ballad feel. That is just so so much fun to listen to and like yeah like it's not one you always think like oh yeah this is a great original song winner but like the second you hear it, it's like yeah this is this is fun tim i have to ask you yeah you're the only one here who is uh who has uh been married and has uh had a wedding did you and maggie do the uh do the thing no oh fair okay okay fair. no i've i've told the 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 maggie first date first dance story before i won't do it here on air because i've done it if you don't know the story find it seek it out i'll tell you guys off the call but no we uh we danced to uh 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 but i can't help falling in love with you and that that wasn't a very lift up in the air and dance all around moment uh but uh Someone probably did it at my wedding. I don't know. I was drunk. Um, <laughs> no, Nick, no. No, no. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, so that's the list. Head on over to Letterboxd at the link below to check out the list and all the movies that we talked about this evening. Um, yeah, my God. <laughs> So we're going to get into the movie of the month, which, of course, I didn't make a banner for that because I'm not prepared. But we're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, spoiler alert, Boatman and I haven't finished it yet. Uh, so I've seen it before, but, like, I just didn't have a chance. I right. want to – if I'm going to talk about it, I want to have a fresh watch. Yeah, same. So uh, we're going to we're gonna talk about it next week. So we're on to Jack and Payson. So uh, what year was it? 60 what? Six? 
60? It's a weird thing where, like, it's labeled as 66. It's technically 67. Okay. It was released in Italy in, like, 66. It's, like, 67 in U.S., I believe. All right. Well, Jack, go ahead and talk about it. Good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Uh, this movie's great. First time I saw it was in film studies in a few years ago, uh, and I hadn't seen it since. So rewatching it today before the show was great uh i had completely forgotten just like everyone talks about how great the score is uh and it's to the point where i'm like yeah it's great but i I kind of forget some of the uh some of it but today when i was watching it the uh scene where angel eyes is walking through uh the destroyed confederate uh camp uh it's just uh the score in the background and him walking through it it's like gorgeous like a a gorgeous moment in the in the film uh Ennio Morcone's score for that is truly worthy of every everything everyone's ever said about it because it's phenomenal but I love the the three leads of the film in uh Clint Eastwood as Blondie uh uh is it Lee Lee Van Cleef who's uh Angel Eyes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he he's phenomenal it but I love God damn it, I forgot his name. The Ugly, Tuco. Uh, Eli Wallach. Yeah, Eli Wallach, thank you. Uh, I love Eli Wallach in this film. I think he's just so much fun. Uh, yeah, incredible film. Uh, if I had to put a score on it, it's a four and a half star film. I'm still deciding whether or not it's my favorite or second favorite movie to watch for the movie of the month, but it, it's up there. Awesome. Uh, Payson, what about you? Uh, yeah, I absolutely adored this film a uh, funny thing happened um when i was sitting down to watch this movie uh there's a scene where like this uh this bar fight is happening and you sort of hear like the outside of it and then uh eli wallach aka the ugly bursts out and i'm like huh i was expecting clint eastwood to be playing the ugly if my multiplex history uh tells anything but uh all right that that was bad no this is yeah fair uh this is an amazing movie um i think all three leads are excellent i love movies where it's like it's a smaller like story that is like surrounded by like huge events because like obviously this movie takes place like during the civil war and that's like the big backdrop but you're really just following these three characters they're trying to find this like treasure um the partnership between tuco and blondie is so much fun how like they both have information, but they're, you cannot force the information out of their mouths, um, even if you try. Um, uh, Angel Eyes is, uh, Lee Van Cleef is so much fun as, like, the villain, I guess, of this movie, even though, like, they're all sort of, like, morally, like, gray characters. Um, the score, like, I think if anyone knows anything, I think the score is, like, the thing that people would know about this movie. Um, it absolutely holds up. Um, I... It, it is a three-hour movie. It did not feel that long to me. I think this movie is incredible. Uh, if I had to rank it of the movies we've watched, I would put this as my three behind Glengarry Glen Ross above Midnight Run, and I would give it a four and a half star. What's your favorite out of Curiosity Piece? After Hours. Oh, fair. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right. Uh, well, so like I said, next week we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, me and Boatman will talk about it. Uh, Jack, quickly, Nick wants you to know uh, wants to know who you would say is the good, the bad, and ugly between me, Boatman, and Payson. Go. There's a correct answer. Uh, no. <laughs> I think I think Payson is the good. Boatman's oh. the bad. I'm the ugly. No, no, you're 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 you're, you're beautiful. Yeah. I just wanted to hear you say that. Uh, <laughs> this was a great episode. I want to thank Payson and Jack and Boatman for being here as always. Whoops. Uh, next week, we got courtroom movies. I believe that's a full panel. Yes, it is. That'll be me, Boatman, Kirk, Scott, and Cody. Uh, the following week, we have Guilty Pleasures Volume 2. I believe that's a full panel as well, but I don't remember. And then over-the-top action movies. Oh, and sorry, Guilty Pleasures is going to be hosted by Boatman. Uh, just Boatman. I won't be there that week. Uh, and then over-the-top action movies. Boatman will be gone. I'll be on that week hosting that one. And I believe we have one spot left for that. So uh, just be on the lookout for uh, the post. It, well, it's out. You can go ahead and comment on that. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Uh, so thank you so much for everybody. Uh, this has been a fun episode. We'll see you next time. But uh, until then, have a good one, guys. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening.